the wrong point when I step in Signs in the air for the gang that you're repping Don't get brave when I'm stepping in the rave If you show my love, everything's okay So looking for a lively rave to have fun in If there ain't girls in the place, we ain't coming Middle finger up to the Jake, stepping in with the gang Please tell the police they can't come in Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't try shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't try shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Eric Asierno Gibbs, uh, Gib, uh, obviously on uh, Twitter. Um, me and him have gone back and forth a couple times with uh, Bernard Esky and some things. Uh, but no, he put out like a thread, a video thread. Um, and, you know, obviously wanting to express his feelings about Sadi, why he didn't think, uh, why it's not working, his, his point of view. And, you know, like I've always said, I like seeing content and I like hearing everybody's opinion. I think it's great. You know, even if you're going to have one like Mr. Danny Golf here, that's fine. But I'm going to come back with my piece and so be it. Um, and I have to agree with a lot of what he said. Now, let's kind of break it down into uh, like segments. Um, yeah. You know, the first point he makes is about uh, adding quality, adding players. Sadi doesn't have the right players. And that's kind of been, you know, something I've said, I think. I believe he definitely needs to get players that, you know, can fit into that system. You know, if you if you don't have three strong center backs, you're not going to play 3-5-2. Uh, it doesn't matter. Just because Allegri would play 3-5-2 and throw in uh, a left winger and a, and a central defensive mid yeah, as your center back. Conti, you know, like right. people who used to do that. Yeah. it's That's not necessarily, I mean... You could call it pragmatic, but again, it hasn't always worked. Mm. Um, it's worked in certain occasions, but again, you generally want to play to your strengths of the team. Yeah, exactly. And again, everyone said that Sadi is so stubborn. He's going to need to play to the system that he likes mm. and need the players that he's going to need. Now, again, so the example was Ronaldo, right, initially. Yeah. Um, if Ronaldo, you know... If this system makes CR7 look bad, it doesn't matter what players um, you add. Uh, it's not going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. I have to disagree with that. Um, if that's the bar, that's, that's, <laughs> set, that's setting a very low precedent of what it mm-hmm. is. From a player that said, I'm only going to play on the left wing. Yeah. And I really don't care about what you guys have to say about it. And has really, you know, underperformed as a strike or whatnot. I mean, that's a pretty low bar to set, personally, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you have to think about, you know, obviously quality of players? We'll get into the Pep thing next, but yeah. kind of just generally about the Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, what, did you, what, did, what did you think yeah, of that? Like, I understand where he's coming from. Like, Ronaldo is, like, really well. He's playing in different systems, obviously, whether it was with Zidane or Ancelotti or um, Mourinho. But at the end of the day, he's essentially just holding us back. Ronaldo, yeah. The system's not making Ronaldo look back. It's just Ronaldo's like tendency to kind of take things on his own, his su- selfishness, I guess, best way to describe it. Um, 
you know, holding on to the ball for too long, like we talked about before, right. trying to go past players. Like it's not Spain and Italy. People, you know, the tactics are there. Coaches know how to stop most of yeah. them. You know, Especially most players drop. Yeah, most coaches in Italy know how to stop a player like Ronaldo from going past everyone. But I think that if Ronaldo was to embrace the system, he'd actually be doing a lot better, if anything, because the whole system is designed on getting crosses into the box, whether it's far post or low crosses into the middle. He's always going to be on the end of them because that's that's his role. That's what we're trying. That's what Sarri's trying to get. But I think Ronaldo is holding the system back to an extent. It's not entirely his fault, but I think Ronaldo is holding the system back. Uh, you know, not entirely again, but because he's a extent. he's a great quality. Yeah. But when he's not, if let's say he's not conforming to like i said mm. like we talked about if he's got to press and he doesn't want to press yeah if he's not trusting that process if he's not trusting the process you know it's because at the end of the day i don't think he ronald understands is that if he adapts to this he's gonna be on the end of, the whole thing is to get chances for him right he's exactly. gonna be doing a lot better and you know i think with more but with better players you know, like the proper players more not like you know a matt tweedy more like an allen who can do what matt tweedy doesn't cover and also you know, technical ability. I think, you know, maybe Ronaldo changes a bit and yeah. essentially pick up on his slack. But that's all I'll say about it. Right. Then the next thing that was really touched on was the Pep Guardiola argument. Now, obviously, there's this style uh, of play, right? Yeah. Quick passing triangles, obviously, high press, get the ball back, yeah. limit, limit the team as much as possible, limit, obviously, the opposing team. To as little minutes having the ball as you as you can, right? And then obviously run up the score enough that even if you do concede some goals because you're leak a little bit leaky defensively, it doesn't necessarily matter. That's kind of how I see it. Again, yeah. Um, so he did bring up Pep Guardiola, and I know recently he was throwing a little bit sh- a shade about Juve podcasts and how many there were out there, which is fine. <laughs> but he did make a little bit of a, a little bit of a blunder himself on on the video, which is fine. I mean, hey, this is a tough job. I I, yeah. I give him credit for coming out, putting out a uh, what was it like 10, 12 minute oh, video. No, it was a great thread. I loved so, it. Beautiful I think he did. I think he did. If you're watching, yeah, exa- very beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> And so he did a great job. I like it. Um, I agree. But he said they had the three best mid at the uh, at the time. Um, and yeah, they still, I, I disagree with that. They yeah. still couldn't win it at the time. So let's talk about the mid. They played Tottenham right in the quarterfinals. <laughs> they had in the first leg, David Silva, which he said was at the time one of the best. I don't necessarily agree with that. Fernandinho, and then they played a 4-3-3, obviously, in, mm. the, in that game. David Silva on the left, Fernandinho in the middle, and Ilke Gundogan in the middle of that game. They lost 1-0. Obviously, Spurs was that at home. Top three mid, I don't think so. And yeah, I agree. Bernardo Silva was not playing in that game for, I can't find the reason. It says an undisclosed injury, but he didn't yeah, play in the I game. Yeah, I remember that. And De Bruyne, then, was, was De Bruyne still hurt that game? So, again, so he brought up Kevin De Bruyne in it. That season was one of the most injury-laden seasons yeah. he's ever had. I believe yep. his ACL, I believe, or MCL was completely blown to shit. Mm-hmm. And like the previous year, I think it was. And he was just getting back as they played that second leg yeah. because he came on on the 89th minute, I believe, in the first leg. And then he started in the second. Um, so that, I I mean, 
I can't really take this as, I mean, I agree with you to, to discredit Pep. Yes, he hasn't won and yes. spent a shit ton of money. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, either at Bayern, he's won just the, the league, Man mm-hmm. City, just the league. And Barcelona, he had a legend squad like Madrid. And that's my fault of, of Zidane. When people bring up Zidane, we talk about a guy who's had a team that for five years was put together and millions were spent and the right pieces were spent and they did a good, great job. I got to give Madrid credit. Mm -hmm. They bought great midfielders. They had great fullbacks. They obviously had Ronaldo and they had a guy like Benzema who would work with Ronaldo, who would basically, uh, I don't want to say derogatory, but was basically his bitch for five, six years. Yeah, he was creating this And would do the service for him, right? He would do whatever he needed for him and took a lot of the brunt in the media, right? So... Again, it's difficult to say. Bernardo Silva did come on uh, or did play in the second leg, I believe, and he did score, but he was as a right wing. He wasn't in the midfield. Mm -hmm. Um, So, again, that's kind of a tough, you know, judge of saying all attacking football can't win you Champions League titles because, look, Barcelona's done it. Yes, they did have a, a legend team that could everyone would put the ball exactly where they needed it, exactly at the moment they wanted it. That's true. It's a legend team. I'm not going to deny that. But so you can't really use the the Man City thing as oh well, uh, we can't we can't buy the right players because they had the best in the world. I would say Kevin De Bruyne is one of the best in the world when he's healthy. Uh, Good. Yeah, I, yeah. Gundogan, Fernandinho, and and uh, David Silva. I don't necessarily agree with that point. Um, and then he obviously brought up Kulusevski. He doesn't think that. Obviously, because he's doing so well. Or actually, let me make he's a. He's doing well at Parma. I yes. I think he's on like what you want to say a couple things now. Something about that. Yes, yes. if you want to say a couple things about the Man City uh, mm-hmm. report, I know I kind of yeah, rambled. No, um, I see his point. I understand. Um, but also to kind of counteract that point, if you know, with Kevin De Bruyne, De Bruyne was healthy, and I still think you know Fernandinho, he's a great CDM. Yeah. He's just borderline shit house. Like, you know, it, like he's gonna kill you. Like, it's, fair play. <laughs> I, I, you know, I still think David Silva is a top player, but um, in his, you know, in his defense, if a te- healthy Kevin De Bruyne, the city, a city we're going through, they actually almost went well, through if it wasn't for VAR. And so well, people, and away goals. So yeah. they won that game four three. The second yeah. leg, they won four three. Spurs go through obviously because they scored the three away goals and you could say it was open whatever yeah that's fine yeah but I, go, I think yeah. again first go, yeah, game go against his point you know like a healthy Kevin De Bruyne um and away goals kind of screwed him and VAR so you have three yeah. factors out of there you know the best midfielder on the planet in my opinion in Kevin De Bruyne because when he's healthy and he's playing it's beautiful right. um but Man City. It was just unlucky. You know, you need luck, and that's something as well that Juve have been lacking, as well as Bayern, if you look at it. But just a quick, you know, about that Barcelona team, I think you're forgetting that the, the core, the nucleus of that team came from La Masia with Pep. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It was like Iniesta. Xavi was actually almost out the door, I believe, around the time Pep came around. Um, and as well, been green, right? Yeah. And as well as, uh, you know, Busquets coming up, Pedro... And he actually kicked out Deco, Ronaldinho, yeah. and um, someone else. Um, and bringing in Danny Alves, I think, yeah. you know, 
ever since then, obviously he can't win, and people keep bringing up Barca, but people forget he built that team. Right. That's what I want to say in defense of Pep. That's the only thing I'll say about that with Barca. But um, because yeah. I can't stand them or Real just as much as the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Their fans are like exactly. They're mirrored after those two fanboys. Yeah, and you know, people forget. You know, sorry, Barca fans, you're watching this. Um, you really don't have any history in, in European wise before Cruyff came along. Oh, yeah. Just saying, it was always Madrid, and actually, uh, sorry. <laughs> and then okay, let's get on to Kulusevski. So he made the point that obviously. Kulusevski's done so well, or he's doing so well at Parma right now. He's on a he's on a tear, and he doesn't necessarily believe it's a pick and plug in that um, it's going to work a hundred percent. And you're adding this quality through him uh, that he's doing so well there that it's going to translate completely uh, under Sarri's system because of I would say you know not necessarily telling the guys how to play, you know, not getting the message across so on and so forth. Uh, my counter to that is, if that was the case, obviously we didn't know, then what's the point of even keeping Ronaldo? Because if no one's going to, uh, you know, if you can't pick and plug, then what's the point Then what's the point of even bringing Sari in, in the first place? There's obviously some tangible benefit of, you know, bringing in players that are more... Uh, or that are one used to his system playing his style of play and are obviously quicker players pass the ball quickly, yeah. accurate on the pass, stuff like that. He's won, uh, you know, he won the Europa, Europa league. Um, that wasn't a fluke. Um, Napoli played really well. You could say, and that's obviously something that we'll talk, get to yep. in a couple points, <coughs> but what do you think about the Kulusevsky comment? So, I see where he's going with it in the sense of like, you know, if the system keeps continuing as it is and for some reason we're seeing this lack of creativity that we've been seeing and for players with like, you know, different roles, it depends on how Kulusevsky's going to be managed. If he's coming in and he expects him to kind of play like Berna and keep pressing and not really off, like do much with the ball, yeah, yeah. he's going to flounder. But if we play how a coach should to the player's strengths – He's going to be great. It's always a slippery slope yeah. with these kind of situations because you never know how well a player is going to adapt. Yeah. Um, you know, like, try to think of a more recent example. Um, Cancelo, for example. Yeah. You know, he was Doesn't great. Does he get along with the coach? Yeah, you know, like, hey, like, how what's, does he the coach, play? what's the coach's mindset? Like, Allegri is very defensive and Cancelo is very you know, attacking Offensive. fullback. It's a great, you know, it wasn't exactly, you know, he was still good with us, but under a different coach. I think it will be, you know, I don't want to speak for Eric, whatever his point was, but I interpret it as, you know, it depends on how sorry he's going to treat him and what oh, yeah. he's going to use him for. Yeah. And again, but, we're picking this, you know, <laughs> we're, we're sitting back again. Like I said, I looked up a lot of these, these stats we're sitting back picking. You could say it's unfair, but again, this is just kind of how, you know, my opinion on, on, on his piece. And I, again, I give him credit. I think he did a good job. Oh yeah. Um, And I did agree with quite, quite a bit of actually what he kind of, I guess we're going on the more contentious points if you want, if you mm -hmm. want to say that, but um, uh, next thing, next kind of thing you brought up, you mentioned obviously teams that have had change, like teams that we played, you look at Milan, you've looked at, did 
Did Sassuolo fire their coach before, or did Zerbi start the whole season? The Zerbi has been here uh, for two seasons because two after, seasons. Okay. yeah. So if I if my history is correct, because it was um, I can't pronounce his name. It was uh, the current coach of Fiorentina is a It's like Inaki. Inaki. I forget. I can't picture. Iacchini. Iacchini. Yeah, I always forget. Um, so because EDF, you know, Di Francesco went to um, Roma. And I right. believe he was brought in, and then the Zerbi. Yeah, showed up with Benevento with a Serie C squad and still performed well. They played decent, as in, like, the football was kind of attractive. But he's a young up-and-coming manager. And ever since, I think, it's been two years, the board, again, has put trust into him. Right. Look, look at the results. The Roma's back in Europe. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Deserby's been there for two years now. So and I, that's his team. So I think the point was trying to be made that Look at these other teams that have obviously changed coaches mid-season um, or even at the beginning of the season. You mm-hmm. look at, you know, you look at Gattuso coming in. You look at Pioli coming in. And obviously those teams have had, you know, success. Obviously yeah. with the Na- Napoli point, they still know what to pass. They still, they still have that chemistry. I think you can't, you can't really, you can't look at it the same way because we're going from A to Z. Yeah, in from what Allegri had to now what we what Sari wants, and when you're when you come in, obviously a team that's underperforming. We're not talking about teams that are sitting at the top of the table and need to consistently win to stay there. Mm-hmm. We're talking about teams that were you know falling towards mid table, and now you have an open slate. So yeah. if you can if you can motivate guys mm-hmm. and they they buy into what you're selling. I mean, really, you look at what happens with Milan, and yes, they have talented players, and you know they're they're following what's what Pioli wants them to do. Yeah. And but that's just kind of how it works with when a coach gets replaced and a caretaker comes in. It doesn't happen all the time, though. You look at the, you you can you look oh, at Fiorentina those almost. those two exactly right. Yeah. You look at the the top examples. That's fine. Milan and Napoli have been good. But you look at the lower table, it's not like you're seeing Samp or Spal or Brescia get out of the relegation zone. Yeah, it's, like, it's, you know, to me, it's a case by case basis. You have to look at these right. things. Like, Samp, for example, um, because they start off with uh, Di Francesco, and I think they went with someone else before Ranieri came in. And then yeah. I don't know if Ranieri's still with them. I didn't see him being sacked, but he kind of got them out, sort of. Right. But. To me, it's a case-by-case basis you have to go on because Napoli, for example, was the uh, the example he used. Yeah. And Cattuso comes in, and it's relatively the same core. There's not that much turnover at Napoli. Right. There's a lot of turnover with Juve. Like, you know, you, not a lot, but, I mean, like, you know, new players coming in, wanting to integrate them in. You have to worry about that. Your new right back, that sorry emphasize heavily that right side that we talked about before right. you have a right back you can't really pass using a right winger as a right back you have these injuries coming style. in Bellini yeah brand new style you're going from you know Allegri Allegri ball to Saudi ball right with Napoli you know Gattuso came in and they kind of and basically he's doing what Ancelotti almost was trying to do Ancelotti right. I believe is more possession based Gattuso is just like hey you know what we're just going to, you know, we're going to play got on the it, count. Yep. Like, I'm going to kill you if you don't run the training. Like, Lozano found out, unfortunately. Exactly. But, um, you know, I see where he was going. Um, yeah. and that, you know, again, I'm on, like, defense with it. But I think 
this is something you look at a case on case case by base case by case basis. There we go. A lot of no. aces. He draw yeah he draw he dropped the players losing confidence in the coach and you know what that I have yep. to agree with yeah um I, yep absolutely go, go ahead man run it run it run no like it. so it's just like it it bugs me because you know when it comes to these big games like against Inter the Derby they look motivated but not because of sorry it looks more yeah. motivated because uh this clown this clown you know you know Conte is talking all this shit in the media it's Inter. You know, they're pushing their title challenge. Let's show them who we are. But then when you get actual games like Atalanta, and, like, I don't blame Ronaldo that much for, you know, sitting there. I mean, I hate it. But at the same time, like, what are you going to do? Because as much as, you know, as I didn't like Allegri towards the end, hearing him yell on the sideline was promising because it showed that he cared and the players reacted accordingly to it. He's silent. See, (laughs) I don't know about that. I don't know if he's smoking or something or writing something down, but it it looks like like he mentioned they just lost confidence in the system because they still aren't they aren't playing any better. Yeah. There if anything, you know, it, it appears to be that we're, you know, worse. It just seems like they're not listening to what he wants. Yeah, them it, they're like to I do. Don't want, and I feel like they're often confused, I believe Eric pointed out, because Sarri's just like, yeah, I'm trying to control the back line. But then yeah. when it comes to final third, do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, that just doesn't work with a team that is so organized before. Yeah. To an and they're just, and again, they're not, they're and like, then the results to, are, yep. the results are, you know, not going in our favor. And then that's mm-hmm. when you lose confidence in the project. And then you try, and then again, you see instances like, Dybala, Ronaldo talking and yeah. saying they're not getting us the ball, this and yep. that. And you hear and all the shit. Like, you know, mid-season you're going with the, you know, the diamond mid and you're trying yeah. to throw all these, like how, like we went from, I believe it was Dybala as a cam at one point. He was behind Ronaldo and Higuain and then it was Bentancourt and it was Pajanic and it was Ramsey. When you go through four different players in one position, you know, as a player, I feel like you would just be like, Dude, what are you doing? Like, yeah. and and you have players like Ramsey and Ronaldo both saying, "No, I don't want to play here. I yeah. want to play here. I feel more comfortable here." That shows the other players, you know, less younger players in the squad. They're like, "Who's this guy?" Like, Ronaldo yeah. and Ramsey are telling them what to don't do. Don't even respect them to why, be like, "Why? I don't. Well, why should I have respect for you?" You know. Exactly. But I, I agree I, with that. 100%. Yeah, I agree with you know Eric on that. They definitely lost. They definitely yeah. lost confidence. And um, the same thing at Chelsea too. Um, they came out. Yeah, like exactly. Hazard like just did whatever you want. Apparently, like exactly. So I think I think that's what I think that's a big part of it. I think that's a big. Um, next kind of thing, obviously, players look. He mentioned players look lost. He talked about you know, um, you know, not really obviously knowing. And he said this in the past before. Obviously, he's been on Al's podcast yeah. as well. If you guys, uh, you guys should check that out as well. But uh, he's mentioned this, the cases with with Chelsea and obviously Napoli uh, on different occasions. And um, yeah, I just I think you can only use that argument if you've been given uh, obviously like with the talking about quality of players. You can only use that argument if you have been given the players you wanted. And it still doesn't work mm-hmm. because if you haven't, you don't know what the outcome is. It could be, it could be shit. It could be, 
world class. Like, everything could work out for a season. But when you, it's too difficult to drop that and that much of a you know assumption, uh, and then you and then I look at it as again, if we found out that Saturday isn't the right coach, he's not up to the standard that we need to be. He's not a great enough coach. He's not intelligent enough. He's not pragmatic enough. Whatever. If we found that out, and maybe that was even known before, that's fine. Yeah. But Juve found that out. Juve fans are finding that out now. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's people in this club that get paid way more than me and way more than you and oh, way yeah. more than a lot of other fans that talk about our beautiful club that get paid way more, a hell of a lot more to do their job. And if they notice that and still sign the guy, that's on your ass, Agnelli. Yes. That's on your ass. Paratici. And that's where the buck stops, in my opinion, yep. because you allowed this situation to get there. I don't want to. And then again, they're talking about, oh, Paratici and Nedved convinced Danielli. That's bullshit, man. You've made so many decisions in the past that are so like ridiculous and contract extensions and, yeah. and signing you know, the wrong guy. Exactly. I, I agree. It was pretty bad. And, you, cry. and now all of a sudden you think you have a foot to stand on by saying, oh, well, you know, Sari, you know, we didn't know this or we didn't think it was going to be this bad. We could have thought he could bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. I've mentioned it before. Like, I think, you know, they're sacking Allegri, expecting Zidane to come in. But yeah, then he kind of exactly. went to Madrid and shocked everyone. They're like, oh, now shit. So then he went for Pep. And Pep was like, no, I want to stay. They went to Poch. And Poch was like, oh, I just made a final. Maybe I can do better. Okay. And then he went to Conte. And he's like, hey, give me $12 million. And they're like, no. Um, so then who's that fall yeah. to? Sorry. Sorry. So to me, I think what's going to happen, or kind of hoping, unless you know COVID messed everything up, um, I was expecting this to just be a short-term interim yeah. sense, kind of like what Bayern does usually. Um Get their guy out. Yeah, get their guy out, bring someone in that just, you know, get them through the season, introduce yep. maybe like a different style or something. And I was, to me, when they made the signing was, like I said before, short term, introduce the attack and get the fundamentals in, but doesn't seem yep. to have happened. And then go for someone that actually plays more attacking football, like a pep was the dream. But maybe we'll settle, and- not settle, but someone like Poch, but that's, that's what, I what, what I, that's what I thought we needed. We needed someone like Pochettino, yep. even a Conte at the beginning, yeah. even a Conte. Oh. And Agnelli's too proud to even allow that to happen after what happened when he left after his uh, first three years. So I don't see that ever happening again. Yeah. I no, would be I, shocked if we hired him again. Yeah. Um, I don't, to be honest, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually loving these, uh, these Allegri de Merda the, because I want to see, I want to see what our fans are going to be saying after he goes to fucking Merda. I want to see, I want to see you rip him a new one like you did our coach. And don't get me wrong, if you want to hate the guy as a coach now, I totally can respect that. I respect what he did. I think yeah. he did a hell of a job for us to get us where we needed to be. No one thought we were winning that Scudetto in the yeah. first season. Uh, that he did, and so I'm not gonna. I don't want to go into that because yeah. to me, I have no room. The, the what the guys contributed as a player, I yeah, don't. I, I don't. I don't see the need to go that far and rip the guy an asshole because he took a job. Yes, it's a particular job. Yeah, but it's a job nonetheless. Yeah. It's so the same now with, like, I want to see. Exactly. You know, like I don't have any disrespect. I don't have any. Yeah. Ill, you know, you know, obviously, you could say well. 
Conte was a player and captain, na- captain yeah. and now obviously coach. So it's a little bit different. That's fine. You can have that argument. I'm not yeah, going to argue with. Like, I understand. But I'm not going to. I'm yeah. not going to say boo about him because of what he's done. And I really could give a shit what he says in the media. I could really give a shit what he says in the press conference. It's all bullshit in my honest opinion. It's what he's doing for his job and that's it. I don't think he means anything and whatever you guys can go back and forth on that. But to me, uh, it is, I would love to see Allegri go to Merda. This would be, this would be a birthday. That would be interesting. I Because think be... I would love to see this turn. I would love to see it. Yeah, because, because just the same way they did to Conte, the exact same way. I hope you guys all all remember what you guys said, and I hope you stay on that same level. See, I think part of it is where it differs is how they left, mostly. You know, like, I understand why people hate him. I understand why people also, you know, still like Conte. I'm indifferent because, you know, he left the in the middle of training. Yeah, the way in that comment, like, oh, how am I going to eat in a 100-euro restaurant with 10 euros? And it's like, Dude, like, come on, man. Like, you know, trust the process, you know, taking off of the Sixers. You know, you have to trust that process. And the same thing, it happened even before. Was it Livorno is what he was at before Juve? I I forget who it was because every every club that he's left so far, it was issues with transfers. It happened with Chelsea. It happened with us. It happened with the team before. So, I mean, he's he's only there because of the 12 million. I mean, right. Let's be real. Let's oh, be real. exactly. Like Which I, I don't fault. I don't fault the guy. Yeah, I mean, do I. he's doing horrible to like fuck their 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 shit. Obviously, they won today, but uh, to fuck their whole shit up. So I have no problem with that. But this, let me tell you one thing though. Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't want to get too deep into this. This will be yeah. kind of the last thing for me. What did Conte want? Quadrado? What did? Who the hell is a one? Who is Allegri? What did he win before? Mm-hmm. And he was given essentially. He was started bringing in these exact same players that Conte was asking for, but now all of a sudden, so because he asked the club, now all of a sudden we have a problem. But when they bring those exact same players that he wanted to a year, two years later, now all of a sudden we're okay with our management. That's a shady management, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, people forget. You know, Conte did want a turbo. He did. Other players didn't work out. Um, but I also think, you know, I don't know if I heard. Did you say, was it about Allegri? You said, what does he win before? I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah he I'm, didn't do. He's, well, he, he, he was famous for the same thing that he was known playing a great second leg after he got smashed by Barcelona. And we got the same thing uh, just okay, the last two years. I, you're talking about. No, no, I'm just saying in gen- general. Uh, okay. who is, he's obviously, yeah, he's won one. Scudetto yeah. with a really good Milan team. You're also forgetting, uh, you know, he was... <laughs> <laughs> and he found Matri as well. Sorry, 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 sorry. I apologize. I'll take that back. <laughs> but anyways, let's get back to this. Yeah. Couple more couple more points. Um, obviously, he made a comment saying that if they remo- when they remove Sarri, obviously, you look at Napoli, you look at Chelsea, wherever, they still play better. Um, mm-hmm. to, to me... That's more of a credit of, like I said, when you have a team that's played for four or five, six years together, yeah. they get that, you know, accommodation, unity. Everyone knows where yeah, that they know what runs you like to make. They know if you're going to go, uh, if you pull up, the guy's going to make a run to the corner, make a run towards the, the, the center of the field. 
that stuff, everybody gets on the same page. I think it's a little bit different. Too easy of, an, uh, of a cop-out to say that. Uh, I don't know if you agree with that, Jake, but kind of, again, I think it's a case-by-case thing. Yeah, I, I, don't, um, I don't think Chelsea's looked incredible this year, to be quite honest. No, I, um, yeah. I think, um, well, yeah, because Eric did bring that up, and I think it's, you know, a good point about, you know, chemistry, how long the team's been together, who's left, who hasn't, and... Ooh, excuse me. You think it like again? You brought up Chelsea, and you know Lampard inherited like a pretty good squad that Conte kind of built. You know he has yeah. integral pieces in there like Conte, um, Sardi, Brian, Jorginho, and um, Kovacic. But yeah. at the end of the day, they've been playing with each other for a while. Mason Mount and Tammy Abraham. Um, yeah. They've been literally like at joined at the hip in their youth academy for how right. like you know since they were young. There's a lot of stuff you have to take into consideration, like you said, case by case basis, of course, because I mean, look at how many teams have faltered over the years. Yeah, exactly. And then last thing, obviously, he talked about be giving Saturday another year. Um, what happens if he does get his players, or what happens if, sorry, he doesn't still get his players, and we're in the same predicament? Well, if that's the fucking case, that I know exactly whose head needs to be on a fucking pike outside Jay Stadium and it isn't Saturday because we've been going down the same road and you know we get into these cycles where we go okay well the coach has to be pragmatic and then we get to the off season and then we don't improve the midfield and then we <laughs> bitch about the mid it's like that's the five signs of depression we go through the same damn cycle yeah. every year with this it goes we go we complain about the midfield nothing's done then we kind of accept it, and then we say, okay, well, the coach should fucking deal with it. And then once we get knocked out of Champions League, we go right back to the same shit all over again. So, again, I know who I'm looking at. I've been looking at them for the past three years. I think if we get out of this period without a Champions League, there needs to be a massive... And I would almost say, Agnelli, you stay on the board, you keep collecting your check, and you get some actual foot ball and you bring back the dna you bring back del piero which i think is a very intelligent mind in soccer uh i think he's very underrated he's made some really good comments in the past about what to do i think you bring him like as 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 the prez you bring in uh buffon you bring back all the the legends obviously Chiellini at that point might be you know he might be done at that point you bring him and you instill the same dna that we are so lacking um no one is bleeding for the shirt anymore no one is is fighting for every ball. Uh, it's just, and even with Allegri, I don't want to hear it, even with Allegri. So it's not just that Saturday, the, the mentality, there's money over everything. Uh, we've gotten too much. And I think the experiment as a brand is a, if we get to that point without Champions League, massive failure. Because mm-hmm. when you become the team, and let's say we go to certain finals in the next coming, that loses again, and you're going to be the team known as seven, eight, nine losses in Champions League finals. You're not going to be known as the team that had Ronaldo. You're going to be known as the failure who keeps losing in Champions League finals. Yeah. And that's it. I don't so, give a shit that we brought him in. I don't know. Like, I understand where you're coming from with having, like, former players kind of have higher ups. I also believe that, unfortunately, this is kind of how football is going to when it comes to oh, these it brands. Is. I agree. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's going to be handled more as a business. And... You know, like, you know, bleeding for a shirt and whatnot, going back to the roots. But also, we have to remember, losing in these finals has, it. unfortunately, it's part of the history 
I mean, in the mid-90s, three in a row, we beat Ajax and then lost the consecutive two, you know, with Dortmund and Madrid, 2003 right. against Milan. But, you know, I do agree there needs to be a Champions League at the end of the cycle because we built to this point and we've set these benchmarks. Yeah. Like if, you know, reminding people years ago, and Yelly said, my goal is to sign Ronaldo. And then he said, my goal is to sign the next Ronaldo at the age of 24, which I'm hoping is that little French forward at PSG. Swap hoping. with Ronaldo. I was I'll, hoping for that. I'll sign it today. But um, I think that if you, I don't see Sari staying for another year. No, and not. if he does, I don't think we're signing any of his players because now we're in a situation like a Chelsea where you have Jorginho who still plays. Yes. Cause he's integral to that, you know, cause he's a really, really, he's a quality regista, but you have guys like Palmieri's Apocosta who aren't getting that much game time. And I think Zapacosta went on loan to Roma. Yeah, Roma. Yep. And now you have dead weight. Now we're back to square one. We have this, we have this, you know, this wood, we have this dead wood, this yep. dead weight, whatever you want to call it. So I'm hoping for Potch and we build with Potch because yeah. if you build with a manager, a, a competent manager, like look at Atalanta, look yeah. at Sassuolo, look at Lazio. They put faith into these managers and look at them now. They're reaping the benefits of it. So if we get someone, a younger coach like Potch, who's proved himself and we stick with them as long as we stay committed to them and back them like we should, yeah, that Champions League can come a lot sooner than we yeah. think. But well, that's why I think it's it was such a weird idea to bring in, like you said. I almost don't believe it because of the the contract we signed. Yeah, and like they barely wanted to move on from Allegri even after his having two years on his contract. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we're gonna sign a uh, Sarri to this contract, and now it's gonna be like, yay, let's get uh, let's get rid of him after one year. That's mm-hmm. what shocks me. Uh, and then again, like like you, a, the perfect point. Uh, that you made, you bring him in, don't sign his players in the first year, and then, so what do you do? Either one, you you know you're getting rid of him, mm-hmm. you're taking him out of the equation after one year, and this is just a jump in time from A to B uh, to kind of mind over the time because the coach you wanted wasn't there. Yeah. Or you really do believe that this guy, Can and you are going to make the signings for the next year, and then if it goes to shit next year, then again, like you said, mm-hmm. you're in the fuck. You're behind the eight ball. Yeah, and like you know, it goes both ways. You know, Sarri's not entirely to blame. No, not entirely. Of course not. But also, the management needs to start backing their managers more because, you know, I get it was a little rushed. The planning was horrible. Well, it like is. As we went before, we ran through four other managers that they yeah. that they were linked to before. Sorry. So you can see, kind of like. Everything was fucked up, and, and I and I would say, why do you why do we put ourselves yeah. in? Like to me, that's all on management. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like why you know, do we put ourselves in these situations? We should, as the club, obviously mm-hmm. being behind the the big guns because they make so much more money than we do. You have to be so smart yeah. and to see that those guys who make so much more money, the Real Madrid. Barcelona, even you look at Liverpool, they make so much more money than we do, and they still build teams, man. Yeah, well, you wouldn't wouldn't think of that. You would think these teams are, you know, they would be like the Man Cities, but they don't. You look at Real Madrid, they perfectly calculated, and 
one three yeah. in a row. Obviously, they got lucky. We can talk yeah. about that, whatever. All, but yeah, but even Liverpool, four years, obviously, of winning nothing. Yep. And then they go on to win they a championship. And where, they that's bought the guys too. they need. And yep. Exactly. It's it, and to my point, you know, we need to start backing because Klopp, for like, you know, he had his like, he had his vision. De Boer trusted yep. him, and they went through it. Through with it. Same thing with Barcelona early on with Pep and Luis Enrique and their whole style, you know, attacking football, all that jazz. But I also feel like they kind of got lucky with Messi as well, of course, being there. We won't get into that, but yeah. you know, Perez. An absolute genius. I mean, you know, Ronaldo leaves for hundred million. You immediately invest that into, you know, you have Valverde, you have Rodrigo, you have Meniscus, you have yeah. more on the way. You know, it's they've been they've also been in the game for a while. Like, I think right. it was, yeah. Like you remember, Perez. One of his main things with the presidency was, yeah, I will sign Luis Figo. They're like, yeah, all right, sure, you're the president now. You know, you know, back up yeah. your talk, and then Luis Figo comes in. You know, like. He's brilliant, and I yeah. think Agnelli over time will start to become that as he gets more experience. Because he he was a little baby when he took hold right. of the club, exactly. And now you know, and he had he trusted Marotta at first, bringing him in. I think it was from Samp at the time. Yeah, and they made smart exactly. deals early on. And now we need to continue with that. We can't you know we can't lack like we're doing right now. We're stagnating. That's not good. Yeah, we need to stick with this. You know, we need to back up the manager. Basically, and, that, and that's what happen. I and that's what I mentioned. People were talking about, you know, Agnelli being on these uh, other big companies. Uh, were obviously managing in those companies, and it's not the same thing. I, I mean, yeah, when it comes to football, yeah, especially the the, the lifestyle. The guy, obviously, how he's grown up, uh, obviously in wealth, um, but so it's a little bit different. And like you said, I think Marotta is a very key player. I mean, as much as people want to give him shit for some of the stupid deals, which he did, he has yeah, made everyone deals. has those, you know, like, and, but he, he was really riding the ship for a long time. That's the only problem I have. And this is what it is. Yeah. I believe that with Allegri, and this is why the Ronaldo deal is so difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Because I get it. I would love to have won four Champions Leagues in a row with Ronaldo. I have no problem with that. I, have, I would have no problem. I would buy the jersey every year. Yeah. Whatever. I'd buy the jersey every year anyways. So I would have loved for Agnelli and Paratici and Barota to keep building, keep improving that team we had that just lost the final. Mm-hmm. Not get all gung-ho about brand and about dollars. We didn't necessarily need that right away. You can go, you can, it's baby steps. We could have achieved the brand later on. I didn't think we needed to jump that far. You look at Liverpool, they didn't need to jump that far. Slowly keep building up the team, fix the midfield. And I get, I, I honestly wholeheartedly think we would have won a Champions League by now if we just didn't uh, succumb to a pipe dream of Ronaldo. And I really do believe Agnelli thought that Ronaldo was just going to, was going to do it for us. I think that, that that's what the goal is. Back. Yeah. I, I honestly believe that's what they thought. And and they knew that they were going to make a lot of money. They were going to get a lot of followers. They mm-hmm. were going to sell a lot of merch. Yes, that all comes with it. Yes, the sponsorship revenue is going to go up. Then go up as high as all of you thought. We're not even in the stratosphere of those other teams still. And one of our sponsors is our own company. So yeah. to me, not as good, not as yeah. good as, as what people are saying. But anyway, still good. Yeah. Still you good. know, like, and of course, like, I'll refrain, like, my full judgment till the end of this cycle. See how exactly. it goes. Because exactly. who the hell knows? Maybe like next year, 
you know, huge, we can, like we, we talked about. Year, like, we can win next year. Yeah, we can win. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, you know, football's unpredictable. You can't, you can't predict it. And that's the beauty of it with all sports, really. And it's why Fair. most of us are fans. Anything could happen, we believe. But 